0: You're listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Balcom as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balcom and this is the Save the Marriage podcast. This is the podcast that I designed to help you save your relationship, even if it's not even in trouble yet, but usually we're talking about places where you are trying to get some traction. And, and today what I want to talk about is a way that people try to get traction. You, you want to save your relationship and you're, you're looking for resources. You're looking for help on how to do that. And there's so many things out there, so much information that sometimes you feel like you, you don't know where to turn. Well, for a while I wasn't hearing much about this, but lately I've been hearing people ask about intensives. People are coming to me asking if I do intensives. And then people are telling me, unfortunately, about their experiences in intensive. And so the question today is, what do you get out of an intensive? And should you use that? What are the dangers of that? What's the possibility? It's really a failed promise, to be honest. And so I want to tell you why I believe that to be the case. And, And so let's just talk first a little bit about... What I mean by an intensive, what most people mean, usually this means that either somebody comes to you or you go somewhere else for a very intensive, thus the name, intensive time frame. Uh, let's say a weekend or maybe several days, some people do a week where you are seeing that person, often a therapist, for hours on end. You may have morning sessions, afternoon sessions, and evening sessions, all of that. And really, it's just a very intensive, focused time to spend on restoring your relationship. And that sounds good, right? I mean, that sounds like it has a lot of promise to it. And so many people jump into this. It's a, a fairly high priced process. And that's where the problem comes. So let me tell you a little bit about why this is the case. First of all, Many times what this is, is basically therapy on steroids, right? Like if one session is good, maybe we do like one session for multiple hours or multiple sessions in a day, and we just keep on pushing forward, trying to do all this repair work. So let's talk a little bit about some basic problems with this approach. First of all, it is the therapy approach, and and that tends to be the backbone for most of these intensives. First of all, let's just be clear about the statistics on therapy period, not intensives, but just therapy in general. There have been some studies that have put together other studies. So they're called meta studies, right? The meta studies look at the other research and puts it together and says, what does it show overall? So I'll tell you the statistics if you're not familiar. First of all, Therapy being probably the number one approach that people take when their marriage is in trouble is no more effective than doing nothing, right? And and so here is the rate. People who go to therapy, about 50%, right around 50%, which may sound to you very similar to another statistic, which is the general population, still end up divorced. So 50%, percent half the couples who go to therapy still end up divorced. Now, if you dig a little deeper, you'll find that only five to 10, and at the most, depending on which study, 15% of the couples say that they got anything out of therapy, any help whatsoever. So let's just call that one in 10 couples that go. Five in 10 couples still in their relationship, one in 10, one in 10 say that the process even helped them. So this is kind of like if you go to a doctor and the doctor says, hey, you know what? I think you're going to need this procedure. I got to tell you, 50% of the people who get this procedure still die. And only about 10, 15% say it even helped at all. I, I don't know about you, but I'd be pretty resistant to sign up for that. Now, you'll notice that there is one in 10 that say it had some benefit. There are good therapists out there. There are many therapists who have the best of intentions. So why do we have such dismal results? Well, first of all, there's a therapist issue. Many of the therapists who are doing marital therapy are trained as individual therapists therapist. They're trained to help an individual overcome some difficulties in their life, find some way forward, whether it's because of depression or anxiety or lots of other issues. And there are many theories that they follow on how to do that, but it's based on an individual process. So an individual therapist seeing two people, they don't often recognize what that process is about. In fact, one of the questions I ask many people to ask their therapist is, who's the client when my spouse and I are with you? If they fumble around, there's proof. So part of the issue is that that many therapists are trained as individual therapists who end up seeing couples and assume that it is the same process, and it is not in any way the same process. Now you're talking about the relationship. You're talking about the connection between people. You've gone from intrapersonal within the individual to interpersonal between people. That's a big shift. And many people don't have the theoretical or the experiential base to get there. So maybe they read some, or maybe they just started seeing couples because that's who was showing up, or maybe they went to you know a, a weekend or, or some training somewhere and decided that was what they were going to do without having a thorough background in it, an understanding of the shift. So there's a therapist issue. Then there's a client issue. And many times what happens is that one person drags the other person to therapy, hoping that the therapist is there to convince them that they need to work on things. And what they do is they compound the resistance. So one person reluctantly going to therapy rarely does much good. In fact, usually it creates more resistance, not less. So now you have a more resistant client seeing a therapist who's used to dealing with an individual and helping them get out of a crisis. And it's no surprise that one way of getting out of a crisis is that therapist saying, well, maybe you need to go your separate ways, even though you were there for help with your relationship. So there's a client issue. Then there's the therapy approach that many people, even though they might be trained in relational work and couples counseling, rely on a very outdated and outmoded approach. And what they're trying to fix is communication, missing the fact that the communication is a symptom, not the cause. So we have a therapy approach issue. Okay, so now now we have that as a background for regular therapy. Well, what happens when you put that into an an intensive approach? These intensives are weekend or marathon approaches, and they have some built-in problems right off the bat. Let's just set aside that we've got this whole therapist, client base, and therapy approach problem. Let's compound that a little bit. Have you ever been in the midst of just a torrential downpour, right? It just keeps coming down. Maybe it's a tropical storm coming through. And what you find is that all of that water coming down at once, it just can't be absorbed by the ground. It creates flooding and runoff. And so what you often have is worse damage than if there had been no rain at all, right? It washes things away. If you've been watching for instance in California, you know these areas that are normally fairly parched suddenly get this torrential downpour and it washes the trees away, it washes the grass away, it washes buildings away, hills away, everything away, and it can't even take advantage of what's coming at it. And that's often the case. Let's say you have a really good therapist who has a really good approach and you both really want to change things, but it just comes at you in too heavy a dosage. If those things are true and it's still too heavy a dosage, the runoff keeps it from being as effective as it could be. So that's one of the big problems I see. It's just too much and too little time for people to absorb. The second thing is that whenever we are pushed to change a lot at once, we often resist that change just naturally. Humans aren't built for making radical shifts very quickly. And so, if there's any resistance to the process, they only build up their resistance as they feel more and more pressure to to make the change. They can't keep up with the change that would be necessary in order to find success in the relationship. So, you have Change resistance that just slows down the process. The other is that many times, especially with couples, you need to have a practice reflection, practice, reflection approach where you learn something in therapy, you think about it, you process it, and you try it out. To me, it's kind of like you know, you go into a class. When I was going to jujitsu on a regular basis, we would go over a single move, small thing. And repeat it in practice until we had it down. So our body was learning some, some kind of muscle memory. Well, you have the same kind of muscle memory issue in your brain and in your responses and in your reflections. And if you don't have a chance to practice that, you can't build up the muscle memory for your relationship to take that in. So in the process, you end up with all of this information coming at you that you can't absorb anyway, that's pushing against the fact that it's too hard to change that much anyway, and then you don't have a chance to even practice it. So you may be in agreement with what needs to change. I mean, under the best of circumstances, you're agreeing with what needs to happen. You just can't take in the water. It's just like it's, 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 the funnel just can't take it all in and process it. And so it's kind of like someone opened the fire hose and sprayed it at you, and you're somehow supposed to get a drink of water from that. It doesn't work. So why do people still go? I think there are several reasons that people still want this. And, and, and let me be honest. I've been talking about the statistics around marital therapy. These are known statistics. I didn't put together this research. These are known statistics. And so I've been talking about this now for years. And yet, as soon as I talk about it, somebody will say, so could you recommend me a therapist? Right. I've just said therapy is not effective. And their next move is, so could you recommend somebody? And so I kind of feel like it's the same with this. I'm going to tell you the dangers of of an intensive, and then you're going to say, okay, so where would be a good intensive, right? So I want to be clear about why I think that people are attracted to it. I, I think it's for the best of reasons, right? You want things to get better, And it feels desperate and it feels like the stakes are so high that you're almost willing to do anything. And so what ends up happening is people build up a false sense of hope that the intensive is going to do it. You know, Maybe a little is going to be good, so a lot will be great. That's the reasoning. We'll finally get somebody where and we'll get a whole reset by somebody telling us how to do that. And so there's a false hope to it there's another piece that uh, i think is even more interesting that many times when people feel that much pressure they kind of knuckle under right so somebody who isn't really on board with everything feels like they have to knuckle under to the spouse and the therapist who are pushing so hard for it and so they they say the right words they nod the right time they act as if they are all on board but they're not And in the process, everybody thinks that they are at a different – well, let me just say two out of the three think they are at a different place. But that one person is feeling so overwhelmed that they are willing to try to do anything to get everybody to calm down, including acting as if everything is moving in a better direction. Now, how do I know that one? Well, because I've had – conversations with people who have come out of the intensive who thought everything was well. I checked in with the therapist who did the intensive who um, reassured me that everything had been fixed, only for us to spend a whole lot of time having to do repair work. What's often happened is I found people coming to me because they end up worse off, not better off after the intensive. There are several uh, people that I hear from on a regular basis that have gone to particular people in the country who do these fly-in weekend things, and I hear from them because it failed and they're at a worse place, even though the person who had been on site doing the intensive had assured them that they were all okay and on the right direction, right? So I'm having to do cleanup work for these intensive. That's why I'm recording this. Now, the, the reason I'm recording it now and I haven't recorded in the past is because I have talked about this before, but for a while I didn't need to say anything about it because basically COVID shut this down. And now that we're you know traveling much more freely and much more capable of getting to different places, the intensives are back And so once again this week, I talked with several other people who were either considering an intensive or needed help after an intensive. That's the state that we're in of of watching this happen because it does does sound appealing. You know you're in trouble. You know something's got to happen. And so people choose this because of that desperation and fear and because of the promises they're hearing about it and believing must be true. And because this isn't your expertise, there's no reason for you to know why an intensive wouldn't help, why an intensive could cause more trouble. So what are the options? If an intensive isn't going to do it, what are the options? Well, let me just say that I do something, I have done something similar and I do on a regular basis, it's something similar where I'll meet with a few couples and we'll do more educational and reflective. So I give a chance. We, we go through some material and you have a chance to reflect on it and come back. It's not so much therapy as coaching. And so it doesn't have the same intensive quality, but it's a weekend of working on the relationship. And that tends to set the stage for changes that will come after the fact. I'm not there believing that that weekend is going to fix everything. I just know that if you start with education, that many times that can fill out to some better things. So one of the things I always do is I make sure that both people coming are on board with moving ahead. The second thing I make sure is that we pace it so that it's not overwhelming. I'm not asking people to tell me their deepest, darkest secrets and do that hour after hour after hour. But we give some breathing room. So one thing that I encourage people to do is do that education. Get some program, maybe even a program that will let you do some reparative work on the front side. It's part of what I create in the Save the Marriage system. That's why, because I think that it helps for people to have a direction. Many people feel like they don't have a clue on how to move forward. You know, one of the things that often happens when people go to individual counseling is the therapist lets them be in charge of the session. Tell me what's going on and how I can help, right? In marital therapy, couples, if they knew a better way, would be doing it. What they're needing is guidance on how to move forward. And so my programs are built on providing that guidance, whether it's the Save the Marriage System or my Field Guide to Marriage or my Husband Boot Camp or any of those other programs. They're designed to walk you through the process to get you where you want to be. It's kind of like if I'm, I'm taking you on a guided tour, right? We're going through and I'm going to point out the different things and you're still going to have to walk the trail. You're still going to have to walk that path, but I'm going to point the direction for you. And then if you need more help, that's coaching. In in my opinion, that's coaching. And it's coaching with people who are ready to move forward. So one of my rules is that when I work with a couple in coaching, and this is not true for every coach, but it is for me, both people have to be ready to move forward. If not, I'll work with the one person who is ready to move forward. My job is not to convince somebody to work on the marriage. My job is to create an environment where the couple can work through things and find their way forward, or one person can begin working to create some some base for that to build from. In fact, if I get on a call, and this doesn't happen as much as it used to because I'm very clear about this, if I get on a call with somebody and they have led me to believe that both are willing to work on it and one's not, the call is over. That call is done. We don't continue that session. That's because of how strongly I feel about this. Both people, and I'm not being punitive. I'm trying to help them preserve their relationship. Both people have to be ready to move forward. If we push forward, what we do is recreate more resistance for the person who doesn't want to be there. It's harder now to move forward. There's more ground to cover. It's a taller, higher, steeper climb than it was before we even started, that's not going to help. So intensives rarely work. Now, I know several colleagues who do that, and and when we talk about this, they'll bring up couples that they say, you know, kind of, are there success stories? Well, that's great, but there are, of course, going to be success stories because two people who really want to work on things May put up with a lot to get there, but I'm the one who hears from people who were supposed to be success stories, and then they get home, and it all falls apart. There are things you can do. I don't want you to feel discouraged by our discussion about this as much as to have a realization of the efficacy of the capacity for these intensives to actually make any long-term changes. And begin to ask the question, is that the right choice for us? And if you decide it is, that's fine. I just want you to be clear about that and what's involved in that, what the dangers and traps are, and to make sure you are aware of it as you walk in. If you're interested in coaching, we do offer that service. Uh, One of the great ways of doing that is to grab my system, the Save the Marriage system at SaveTheMarriage.com, SaveTheMarriage.com. I do uh, provide a free week, if you want to take me up on it, of my VIP program, where I do answer questions that people submit, where you have resources and and different tools to access. So that's a free week, but you have to accept it when I offer it. I don't force it on you. I don't trick you into it. You have to sign up for that. And the other thing is a 20-minute get started session with one of my coaches. Sometimes both people are on that call, but generally it's one person who's on that call who's ready to get it moving forward. Those are great ways of starting. There are lots of things you can do. There are lots of things you can do that will help. There are a couple of things you can do that may cause problems and intensive is part of it. Now, if you're really interested kind of in a weekend setting where maybe you and a few other couples are there to work on it, I'm full right now. Uh, I've got a, a few that are planned out, but those are full, but you can drop me an email just tell me lee at savethemarriage dot com. that's lee at save and say hey i am interested in being on your waiting list for that and if i have enough uh, possibilities i'll find another time and we can set that up but i just want you to know the truth of these intensives i don't do intensives i do weekends of exploration and growth intensives rarely get you where you want to get to This is Lee Walken wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.